Welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the podcast where everything's made up and our opinions don't matter. I'm the Beef, and I'm joined by my best friend, Ginger. Yeah, well, you never call me Ginger when we're hanging out. This is Isaac. You're right. I've never actually called you Ginger in real life. I mean, unless you're pissed off at me. Have I? Oh, yeah. Ginger. Or maybe I've said, like, you Ginger fuck or something yeah. like that. That sounds really familiar. Really? I yeah. guess maybe it's happened quite a few times. I don't even know. It's okay. I still like you. Oh, thanks, man. Well, it's, yeah. I'm glad to have you back. It was... uh it was definitely, uh, you know, Dan. Dan held his own. Did did was was fun to have around for for one week, but but uh, I'm glad that you're back for sure. Dan did great. I'm glad Dan was able to to join join up with us and and do the thing. Um, I like you touched on it a bit. A bit. I was off hanging out with family, and uh, I probably explained a little bit uh, as to what was going on. I By was, all means. Um, so Tuesday the 21st, I was, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. I was uh, at work and we got informed that one of our coworkers from our crew was off and he had tested positive for COVID. So we had to uh, immediately leave work and self-quarantine for 14 days. So that threw a fucking wrench into, into Christmas for us. And yeah, so I... I went, uh, our whole crew had to leave right away. Um, I got tested that afternoon. I was able to get in for a test that afternoon and tested negative. Uh, but I have to get another test in a couple days here for, um, a second, uh, negative result. And then I'm well, ho- hoping for a second negative result. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, but I'm sure I, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Um, no, but even, even after a second negative test, I still, can't go back to work until the 14 days is up. So it's been, it's been, uh, an interesting Christmas needless to say. And I, Did- I love the timing, like of all this whole year, <laughs> all the shit that's happened this whole year. And then fucking four days before Christmas, I got to self quarantine. Yeah. So you, got, you have to stay home with your wife and kid. Oh, sucks. Hey, I mean, no, that's not the bad part. The bad part was just, no, you know, that, the fact that oh, I, I, maybe, it's, I maybe, maybe you didn't get it. I, that was pure sarcasm. I <laughs> but, but yeah, I, but, I'm, I've been cooped up in my fucking house for six whole days so far, Daryl. All right. I get it. No. And that's, and that, that part, kind of, well, I've been in my house for six days, but um, we've gone outside. Like we, we went, we played in the yard. Um, obviously we had fucking snowpocalypse last week and then a bit more snow yesterday and just, you know, some shoveling and building piles for, for my kid to jump in and, and that kind of stuff. But no, I haven't really gone out. Um, I guess you're technically not allowed to go out. That's the yeah. difference. I, that I can. The, that was even you, more fucked up was that the date, the snowpocalypse was Tuesday morning. We woke up to that giant snowfall. So I drove to work uh, in my front wheel <laughs> drive car and then, and then two hours later, three hours later, you had to go home. Yeah, I get all the way into work, and then, like, luckily, so our back parking lot where we park our cars didn't get plowed at all. Like that was low on the fucking priority scale. Um. So when we, so I go there, we park, we go do our tailgate meeting, we we go to site, we start going to site, and we're having a hell of a time just getting our trucks to site, and then, um, we get the word that we got to leave. So then I get my ass back to the shop. And I get my fucking car stuck in the parking lot, brand new winter tires. And I get my car stuck in the parking lot. Luckily, one of the guys on my crew has a truck 
So he towed me out of the parking lot and yeah, basically drove to work in a shit storm and then drove home in a shit storm two and a half hours later. And, uh, I've been home ever since, except for my COVID test. Hashtag yeah, and, then, and then you got another one this week. So did you do the, the old, uh, the nasal, the nasal poker or did you do the throat one? I did the throat. So I've actually, that was the first time they've given me an option. And I don't know if it's just because I was the only one in there. Like I've had, I've been tested before and they usually just say it's, they've said before I've had two or three before they said, We're, you're getting this or you're getting this. There's no option. And it's been busy and whatever. When I went there on Tuesday, I was the only vehicle, like not one other vehicle was there. I was the only one. I drive in, they're all sitting around a table, like wearing their PPE, these nurses. And I drive in and so a nurse comes up and she's lovely and super polite and happy. And I'm like super grateful for her doing her job. She's a champ. Um, But she asked me, she's like, do you want to do a throat or a nose? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know, throat. So I think I've had the nose before and I honestly, it didn't phase me. I don't know. A lot of people say it sucks, but I, I was un, unfazed by it. Um, but I've had the throat swab like three times. So I'm just, I guess, more familiar with it. So. I, I guess the nose one for me is I've had both uh, as well. Um, the nose test for me, it wasn't so bad. It was more so the, I was kind of prepped that something's going up my nose, but then all of a sudden something goes up your nose and you're kind of like, Whoa, get that out of there. Um, but the feeling afterwards, immediately afterwards, it's, it's to me at least, and my wife said the same thing. It's like, it's like you jump in the pool and you get water in your nose Yeah, and you, you know, you know, you got to do that whole, like try to get the water out of your nose. Yeah, That's, that's the feeling. Now the throat one was super simple and, but it's funny, my kid's been tested twice and he'll tell you the throat one is way better because the nose one he freaked out and I, I understand why, like, you know, five years old, you don't really kind of get the entire uh, scope of what's going on. And then all of a sudden someone's like, here, let's just sit you back and we're just going to shove this up your nose into your brain. It's kind of like, do you remember getting vaccinations when you were a kid? Dude, do I ever? Um, I think it's grade five or or in the fifth grade you had to get your, um, what's that? It's not HB. That's a pencil. (laughs) What's it called? Um, HP? hepatitis HP. B. It is HB. Yeah. Hep, hep B test, uh, needles. And you had to get like three within a year in, in grade five. And I remember my mom worked at the school and I fucking terrified a needle. Still am. I still pass out when I get needles. It happens every single time. <laughs> like when you I, pass I out think when you're it, getting tattooed. <laughs> I did. Yeah. It, I, I've, I've learned from my mistakes. I know now what to do. I got to keep my Sugar. sugars up. Um, otherwise my body just fucking says, no, we're shutting down. But getting, I remember grade five, one needle, I was screaming in school and it was the first one of the year. The next two, I had to go to the doctor's office to do because they wouldn't let me do it at school, but they had to get my mom to come in and basically sit on me so I could get my, my hep B (laughs) needle because luckily she worked in the school, but I was, I was putting up a fight. I was screaming, kicking, punching, get me the hell out of there. I don't want this needle and needles. Now there's, you know, there's a tiny little prick, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I, uh... so in answer to your question, long winded. Yes. I remember getting needles in, in, in before and, and, uh, I feel know. like it's, it must be the same thing for kids because I just, my, my only real memory of any one of my vaccinations when I was a kid was going to the hospital and 
suddenly I'm sitting in this room and my mom's like, okay, now you're going to get this needle in your arm. And this nurse comes up to me and she had very large hands. Um, and I was, and it's what, funny. What like, the large think, hands I, think now, I think back now and I'm like, oh, I, I legitimately had a, I was, I was, I had a good argument. I was actually going to get out of it. It's like, no, there was no way I was getting out of it. Like I could have screamed all I wanted. I could have cried all I wanted. There was no way I wasn't getting that fucking needle. So I, I was pretty pissed off about it. I remember that, but I, it happened. Um, but yeah, no kids like they get shoved in the car and then all of a sudden they're at this place and they're getting this freaking stick down their throat. So I'm sure it's tons of fun. No, exactly. Well, to be honest, my, my son just got his uh, five-year vaccinations too. I know to all you anti-vaxxers, we get our kid vaccinated. You know what? Fuck, come fight me. Um, hey, but, all you anti-vaxxers, immediately stop listening right now and unsubscribe. See you later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That alienates half my friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't Darryl. think I have too many friends with people like that. Fuck, I hope not. No, I have people that would that would say that maybe, but I don't think they actually do it. Um, anyway, back to the story. So Mar- Marsh just went and got his uh, fifth year vaccinations, and then he also got a flu shot as well because he was there. So yeah. he got three needles in the span of five minutes, didn't cry, just, you know, oh, that kind of hurts, and then they put a Band-Aid on and he's fine. I'm just like, what a champ. I was not that way. And and it stems back, like the reality is, I know exactly what it stems back to. Um, when I was a kid, I don't know, maybe six, seven years old, I had a uh, a blood tumor, they called it. It's It sounds scarier than it is. It essentially looked like a giant mole growing out of my skull, um, but it was just filled with blood. So it's not, it's not like a, it's, it's a completely benign tumor. It just kind of grows out of your head and I had to get it removed. It was a day surgery. You know, you go in the morning, they put you, I had to go get knocked out for it and everything, but, um, so, but before, beforehand, I've never heard of one of those before. You've never heard of one of those. Well, that's what I remember it being called. I could be wrong. I should call my old man. He'll tell me. Um, but it was, uh, basically two weeks before or a week before the surgery, I had to get a blood test done and I was already kind of nervous as it was. Um, and then when I went to the blood test place, I don't know if it was a new nurse, maybe my veins suck. They couldn't find it. Whatever the case was, the lady trying to take my blood was digging around in my arm to find the vein. And I passed out and that was the first time I passed out from a needle. And then there was trauma associated because I remember the feeling of, of her digging around for a vein before I passed out. And then my dad, you know, had to go ahead and tell me a story. Um, he's like, he was trying to be a consoling father being like, Hey, you know, it's okay that you passed out. I remember this one time when I was a kid, I had a boil on my finger. So this is my dad telling the story. So he went in, he had a boil on his finger and he had to get it uh, lanced or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he went in and he, they had to take a little blood test and that was fine. And he didn't pass out. But then when they took the, they, they got the boil thing off and there's no anesthetic for that. They just kind of do it. Um, and maybe it's a topical anesthetic, but either way, they don't knock you out. And he, he, had his uh he had this little boil removed and then he was okay he stood up and then he fell down passed out and knocked his head on something like not concussion <laughs> but just passed out from it and yeah. then the lady so he told me that and i'm like oh okay passing out's okay and then the lady came in and said hey sorry about that are you all right um you know what instead why don't we just poke your finger and every we'll just get blood that way and i fucking lost it just 
screaming to to the, at the top of my lungs because I'm like, okay, now I'm probably seven. Okay, fair enough. I don't know why, but I just jumped to you being like 15 or something. Well, <laughs> I probably would have done it at 15. That's <laughs> what my brother would tell you anyway. Um, hey, before before we get off the we get too far past the needle thing, I have a very similar, and I I'm surprised we've never talked about this, but I have a very similar blood taking uh, story that you have, where I was getting I was went to the hospital for a blood test, and the nurse sticks me once in my right arm, can't find the vein, so she goes to my left arm, can't find a vein, and she's sticking me like like she misses a vein or whatever, so she goes back to my right arm. And she sticks it in and then she doesn't pull the needle all the way out. She just backs off a bit and starts moving it around. And I felt it fucking scraping oh. my bone, dude, or some other shit. But it was like so bad that I guess they look at, she went and got another another nurse or another doctor or somebody and they came in and got it. But by the time they had taken my blood, they're looking at, looking at me and they're like, are you okay? Did you drive yourself here? And I'm like, I guess I was ghost white and I, I had driven myself there and I was supposed to go back to school. Oh, so you so, were... You were an adult, or yeah, or, I was like I was like sixteen or seventeen. There you go. And they're like, they're like, um, do you have a ride? And I'm holding my car keys in the hand of the arm that they've fucking taken blood from, and I just closed my hand over my keys, and I was like, yeah, I have a ride, I'm good. <laughs> and they Jeez. just let me go, but I was like fucking lightheaded as shit after that. That was sucked. Did you actually pass out or did anything happen or you were fine? You just... No, but I, I did get to the point of seeing like stars. Like, you know, when you start seeing blotchy and seeing stars right before you pass out, I got to that point, but I ended up like getting my shit together. I think I like forced blood into my brain or some shit and uh, I didn't pass out. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I, I don't like it. I, I can do, I can do needles now. Um, well, I, I should say, I shouldn't say I can do needles. I, when I have to, I do them. Like I went and got my blood taken, but I have to tell them beforehand that, Hey, I'm a, I'm a passer outer. So I need to lay down for this. So they just, they put you on a bed instead. And They're then taking blood? when I, yeah, like I did a blood test last year, they took blood or, or when I got needles a couple of years back, same thing. Yeah. It's just, I, I just have to lay down. I can't do it sitting up. Otherwise I will pass out. I get, then, I get uncomfortable too. I get the same thing. Like I get that like nervousness around whether or not I'm going to be you know, I'm going to die or not because yeah. you can for sure die from having blood taken. But of course, um, yeah, it's, it happens I, all the time. I manage it by, by trying to make the nurses laugh. So I just like try to fuck with them or joke around with them to get them to laugh. And then I try to ignore the fact that they're trying to take blood. And yeah, I haven't had too much troubles the last couple of times. Like at the last, I think the last blood test I got was when we got pregnant, when me and the wife got pregnant and uh, they had, you definitely got so, pregnant. Yeah, I got pregnant. Well, I mean, I gained some weight, so kind of, <laughs> uh, I no, some I, weight. I went in for uh, I went in for the screening for the, the background screening after we got pregnant, and uh, she was fucking great, though. I wish I remember her name because she was she probably was the best blood taker I've ever I've ever experienced in my life. That's kind of nice, though. When you yeah. get someone when you get someone good like that, and you have a good experience, I, I don't know. My I find and don't get me wrong. I've, I only have two places to compare it to, but I find the clinicians, is that the word? Is that the, the nurses, whatever, and the clinics in Calgary, I find them to be a lot more abrasive. Now, it's, they probably deal with way more people, but since then, like even um, uh, Michelle, my wife went up for, we, we've started to go to Didsbury, like small town, just because it's 
it's it's the same distance as Calgary, and it's it's small town. So, um, is it the same going distance as Bisbury from from Crossfield to Calgary? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we'll, we we'll go up there instead, and they have a little hospital. Now they don't do things at the hospital like big surgeries or anything, um, but obviously it's urgent care, and they have all that. But it's just well, maybe they do. I don't know. I I shouldn't I shouldn't speak on their behalf. But regardless, they, we, we can go up there, and it just seems <laughs> like they're so much kinder and easier going. It's probably because they have less people to deal with. I, I know the Calgary ones, there's always a wait. You're always sitting in a waiting room full of other people. So Bro, that's are you forgetting about Airdrie? Because Airdrie's got some kick-ass fucking nurses, dude. I've, we've, the only place I've been in Airdrie is the urgent care. And same thing, we've had, I had to wait there. I remember that was last year. I had my, I don't know if you remember, my eye fucking just puffed up. Well, like yeah. It looked like a you baseball eye. You must have got like a whole hunk of shit in your eye or something. I, they just said it was a bacterial infection. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't pink eye. It wasn't something else. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't even a sty <laughs> at the time. Meanwhile, Marshall's laying nasty farts on your pillow, but unbeknownst to you. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get it. You get the poo particles in there. No, that's so so I had this. No, but it wasn't pink eye. It wasn't. Conjun- you must have got pink eye real bad, Mark. Conjunctivitis. No, I'm just real high. See for yeah. Anyway, um. So I but what I was getting at is I went to the hospital at the urgent care in Airdrie, and yeah. I was it, it wasn't a bad experience. They got me in for you know I had to wait. I wasn't urgent, like compared to other people, um, but they had to they had so they put these because they wanted to check my eye. So they put these drops in that numbed my eye, and then <laughs> they poked at it. And I could see them poking at it. And it was the most uncomfortable thing. And now I know they do that at some eye doctors and stuff. Um, but it was just, I didn't like it. And so I, I, I just I pictured them like fucking around with your shitty eye. I remember how puffed up and shitty your eye was. Fuck, that makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was what it was. Anyway, we got way off track here. We were, we were talking about, I can't remember, um, vaccines and shit. No, but. Um, oh yeah, COVID because I, I got I, I'm, I'm COVID because you're staying home. So I, I did want to talk about it. So you got to stay home or not got to, but you you ended up staying home and it was just the family for Christmas. Whether that was what was planned or 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 whatever the case may be, it was uh, you and your wife and your son, and it was just the three of you. It was kind of the same thing in my house. It was just the three of us. So what what did you think of of COVID Christmas? Did it uh, did it ruin Christmas for you? Did you still have a good time? Honestly, um, it didn't ruin anything for me. It, it, uh, I was more than happy to spend Christmas with my wife and, and my kiddo by ourselves. Um, we had a great, we had a great morning, great day. Uh, he was super happy on, you know, unwrapping presents and, and I loved it. Uh, I'd say the only thing that sucked was, um, you know, the little bit of disappointment maybe from, and not necessarily due to quarantine, but just COVID in general, like my wife's family lives very close to us. And just the fact that we couldn't have any family over at all, it's, it's, it's definitely an odd year and it's shitty because she's really close to her family. And I mean, so am I. Uh, And like I said, they live, they live really close. So we see them all the time. And now, you know, being quarantined, we're not seeing them at all and couldn't have them over. And it was just, uh, it was different, but you know, other than that, I'd say it was a pretty quiet, pretty happy little Christmas, you know? 
nice, neat, little, tidy Christmas. I had fucking all the wrapping paper picked up and put away by 12 o'clock. We were, we were firing all cylinders, Daryl. Well, it, when you do Christmas, the other thing, too, because you have uh, your your brother and sister-in-law, brother-in-law and sister-in-law, you gave me shit one time for not clarifying that. But your brother-in-law <laughs> and sister-in-law have four kids, too. So, they do. It, yeah. you know, you do Christmas with them, all of a sudden – it's a whole different ballgame. It's the same thing when I'm with, with my brother and, and, and his wife and their kids. There's four of them. So we do Christmas with them. And it was our year to do Christmas morning with them. Um, but all of a sudden, it just becomes a whole different ballgame. One kid is one thing. Four kids is another. You put them together, it's it's kind of nuts. But Yeah, we had them over. We, had, we hosted Christmas morning last year. So we had my brother-in-law and his uh, wifey and their four kids, uh, three kids. There were three kids at the time, um, and then my in-laws and the grandparents and the other brother, and it was like there was it felt like twenty fucking people in my house, and that honestly, that was like probably more hard to manage than it was to manage just having a very like isolated Christmas. I I would think I'd rather the quiet than the opposite end of the spectrum, but I'm an introvert, so you know. I, well, I, I get that. I, I that's what I loved about this year, to be honest with you. Um, it was just the three of us at home, and part of it that was kind of nice was just being able to do your own thing, to relax, to to not have to worry about entertaining people. Um, although that's part of the fun of Christmas, I get that. Like you know, playing games and and chatting people with people and and just kind of getting together. But no, it was it was kind of nice just to go with your own flow, like you said. As we opened the gifts, there was all the garbage was picked up immediately. We got to um, play with uh, the toys immediately, that kind of thing. Because I got so many toys myself. Um, that's Lego. why I get you got Lego. That's why yourself. I get. That's exactly it. That's I know why how we like get Lego my kid Lego, <laughs> so I can play with it. Um, but uh, no, it was kind of nice that way. We still did the full thing. Like I spent all day Christmas Eve and all day Christmas in the kitchen. Um, I made like, like I was like a real woman, according to my wife. She just mouthed that at me. (laughs) I definitely need to clarify that. She said that I not saying that I believe that men and women are even. I not saying that, (laughs) (laughs) but, but no, I, I spent two full days in the kitchen. Essentially I, I did, I prepped the Turkey. I prepped, um, like we made breakfast. We did all the things that we normally do for Christmas, just on a little bit of a smaller scale. And then we did it all ourselves. So we still did the full, you know, turkey dinner and, and I made blueberry crumble and, you know. Get out of here. Right? It was good Fucking too. blueberry crumble? Yeah. I tried to make a pie, but my pie crust did not turn out. So I just threw it in the garbage and made uh, made the crumble. You're so I'm, that, I'm not really a baker, but but that's super easy to make. And I made I made my own buns. I made uh, so we had our own our own buns for turkey buns after Christmas and. Is this Christmas made... Day? Yeah. Do you know what we had for dinner on Christmas Day? What'd you What'd you have? We ordered Chinese food. See, that's all right. <laughs> so we so Christmas Eve, uh, the wife's um, brother and sister in law they had they made their own big turkey dinner. Um, Kayla made a big. I mean, she did a great job. She made a whole lot of stuff. She made a whole everything that works. And they 
had their big family dinner there and they were kind enough to um do our, to some... our isolation they they brought us over some some uh containers full of of uh turkey dinner for, our, for us to have at home so nice. we had that christmas eve and then christmas day the the new tradition on, on my wife's side of the family they they like to do chinese food on christmas day so her parents did Chinese food and they brought us Chinese food from the doorstep um, for us on Christmas Day. So we had pretty pretty easy cleanup and uh, and prep for our dinners, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Well, and that's and that's what led to Boxing Day was just leftovers and stuff. But the nice part was Christmas night Always. after after the turkey, um, we immediately once I I just I pulled all the all the meat off the bones. I immediately started the the broth because we love bone broth. So you know, popped that in there, popped all the skin in there, um, popped a bunch of veggies, just cooked her down. And we, you know, according to my landlord, I did not let it cook overnight, but I definitely cooked all night. Um, just put it on <laughs> simmer. We, we had her, we had it on there for like, I think like 27 hours before we took it off the stove last night. Um, nice. so yeah, it was pretty good, but, but, uh, it was kind of fun making a turkey. I've made one a few years ago. I, I think I talked about this with Dan a little bit last week. But did, yeah. I, I had, it was my first time really putting effort into making a turkey and, and trying to make it really well. So I, I brined it, but I dry brined it. So it sat out in my kitchen all night and, uh, yeah, it came out with super crispy skin and like the meat was fucking awesome. I was very, very proud of myself. I wish I could have shared it with people. Was the white meat juicy? It was juicy. It was flavorful. It was incredible. That's that I'm very proud of myself. It was, uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to can't wait to do it again next time. That's whenever, that's whenever like, that is. That, that's like dad level 3000. Yeah. I do my best. And you so. slaughtered and you slaughtered the bird yourself. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> I did not. Now I, I could have I'm not saying I would enjoy it. I, I didn't. I think, I think Dwight Schrute has a really good explanation on how to slaughter a goose really well. So, I, I honestly, I don't remember that, but I do remember, I don't know. I'm assuming a turkey, I don't know. They're heavier, so I don't know if it's possible, but the way that we killed chickens at my friend's dad's house one time was, it creeped me out. I did one and I hated it. I'm not, I'm not one to take another being's life. Just not in my, I don't know. It's just not me, I guess. But uh, you, yeah, you, you told us to spin them around to snap the necks and I don't know. It irked me. Well, you know what? I, I I see it from your from that side, but I also see the side of like doing what you got to do to provide for your family, right? Exactly. Like well, my whole my whole philosophy behind hunting is like, do I want to like murder an animal? No. But if I want to provide for my family, do I want to know how to murder an animal? Yes, I do. So there you go. And to do it nicely and as and as humane um, as possible. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? Honestly, I feel like hunting is far superior when it comes to being humane for animals versus buying your store-bought chicken, turkey, bacon, like it's pretty bad. What, anyways, I don't get it. Yeah. I just, I, I like to turn a blind eye. <laughs> I, just like I don't, to, I, I don't I like, like to, to assume that eye, everything's done nicely. Yeah. Cause you're right. I know it's not, I just like to imagine that it is. So I, you know, don't feel like shit about it. <laughs> Um, hey, Daryl, you want to go hunting next uh, next year? <laughs> no, not my thing. Um, but right, yeah. so so then anyway, that was that was just the food part. But then it was nice because then on Boxing Day we got to just relax, and that was 
it was it was great. Now I grew up. I, I mentioned again what my Christmas traditions were last year that we like to play games and all that stuff. A big part of that was Boxing Day. So my dad, growing up as a pastor, we never he always had a Christmas Eve service on the twenty fourth. So we never really got to travel before Christmas. It was usually on Christmas Day or on Boxing Day that we traveled. So we always like if if we were going to Edmonton, where my mom's whole family, like her all her siblings and her parents lived, um, or still do, I guess, um, or or whether we were going out to visit my grandparents, my dad's family somewhere else, or one of my dad's brothers somewhere else, you know, we always had to leave on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. But then that meant that, you know, it created our own little special traditions on those days. We would do, um, you know, we usually have leftovers for, for dinner, and then we'd play games. Obviously, the World Juniors would be on the TV. Um yeah, it was always a it was always a wonderful time. Did you did you have anything like that that you did on Boxing Day? Um, when I was a kid, uh, honestly, I I my memory is so bad. Like, I you don't say really. I know, I know. <laughs> I probably have to go get a checkup for like early onset Alzheimer's, but my memory is horrible, so I can't say I have any outstanding memories from. Boxing Day as a kid, aside from leftovers and junk food and playing with my toys and doing whatever else, but I also had two Christmases because my parents were separated. So there would be years where I'd spend Christmas Day with my mom, and then there'd be years where I'd spend Christmas Day with my dad, and then Boxing Day was the opposite, so on and so forth. Um, that makes sense. But as a as a young adult, I do remember um, there was a couple of years where I would go up to Edmonton for Christmas to spend with an ex girlfriend's family. And I adopted their Boxing Day tradition, and I still like to use that to this day. And that's basically day drinking um, from from a sleep in as much as possible throughout the day. And like you said, World Juniors. So day drinking, uh, World Juniors hockey, um, eating leftovers and junk food, and just basically staying in your pajamas and enjoying uh, as much relaxation as possible. Um, that's kind of my boxing day tradition. That, that sounds wonderful. I, I talked to big game last week too. I, I, I said, Oh, I can't wait till Christmas. I'm totally going to drink, but, but, uh, nope, definitely had, uh, one drink on Christmas Eve. We had a, a, a work event. We did a, a, a final zoom call with everyone from yeah. work, just a, a toast, a Christmas toast. We were all supposed to have a drink. I had a drink for that and I haven't had one since I've had coffee and water and tea since then but uh, that's it oh and some nog had some eggnog but not with rum or anything i'm on the, so. I'm on the opposite me and me and the wife have been um doing all sorts of like a quarantine right so because so i quarantined from from my wife and my kid until i got my first covid negative test mm-hmm. um and then after that we've been we've been all hanging out because i wasn't going to spend christmas isolating from my family in my house like that's especially after you get a negative result yeah so i got my negative result a day after you know we got informed of my isolation requirements and since then since my negative result we've been we've been hanging out um me and the wife have been isolating in the house like she's we've been going outside to shovel or play in the yard whatever but we're not going out we're having everything brought into the house from family or delivery or whatever um so we've been doing random shit in the house. Like my wife's been playing with her 
big Christmas present she got from her parents, and we set up like we know. Okay, the way the way you just sorry to interrupt, but the way you just said that was hilarious. It sounded like Amanda got like the most cool toys. Like she did, just awesome toys. She's been playing with her toys. Dude, she straight up did like no joke. She got a she got a cricket maker. I don't know. Oh, okay. So she's making stencils. Yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, it's a fuck ass way of explaining it, but totally. Well, um, I'm I'm literally staring at Michelle doesn't have one, but she has like two or three friends that have them. So yeah. I, I got a mug. I got three mugs for Christmas that all were made with a cricket. And I got there's two posters on the walls that were made with crickets. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know what it is. I probably you, you're right. I described it shitty, but I know I yeah, get it's it. Super shitty, but there's lots you could do with them. But they're essentially like a crafting machine. Like you can. They're like a 3D printer for crafters. Um, yeah, me, so I'm she, a big crafter. We, I used to have my gaming, like my, my PlayStation and shit in the office upstairs. We had that set up for me. And we decided to switch that all up for her. So she, we, we made that into her like crafting room and moved all the furniture around. And then I've kind of like revamped basement to be like a third room for me to like you know, set up my N64 to play Mario Kart on and my, you know, other video games. Um, and we've been doing that sort of shit. So I wish I don't, we where, I don't remember what I was going to, going to go from there, but that's essentially, it doesn't matter. I was just going to say, I wish, I wish we could like, you know, we can play things on the PlayStation on the internet and stuff, but I wish we could play fucking N64 online. That'd be so good. Yeah. There's, well, I think you, you maybe you can with a switch, but we're we're not neither of us are there. We don't have switches, so no. But it wouldn't be cart sixty four. There's a difference. No, you can play you can play all like Nintendo sixty four games on the switch. Oh, I didn't know. I don't have a switch, so me I'm me neither. Amazing. I've I've heard of it. I maybe I'm wrong. Someone's gonna correct me somewhere. Probably, but, but that's okay. So this episode here is gonna drop on New Year's. That's another time of year where there's a lot of tradition in, in some families, maybe not in others. I don't, for me, growing up, New Year's, the biggest thing for me was the youth group at church would always do something on New Year's night, New Year's Eve, I should say. So, you know, we'd, we'd whether it was movies or we'd have an event at the church or we'd go out skating or whatever, it would always be like a 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. start and we'd stay out till midnight. And it was always great, you know, staying up to midnight for the new year. As I got older, I didn't really give a shit and it, it really didn't mean much to me. You know, it still doesn't now, but what about you? Is it, is it kind of the same? Do you, do you give a crap about New Year's? Well, I find it hilarious that you said crap, but, um, do you give a poop about New Year's? I, I don't, I don't give a fuck about New Year's, but I definitely did have some like family traditions growing up. We used to do, um, my mom loved to do host a new year's thing so we'd have like friends over and like you said we'd start at like nine or ten like late and we'd all we'd play like dark like dark games in the house we'd, my mom would like have like her friends over and their kids and we'd like turn off all the lights and play hide and go seek in the dark and um eat fucking candy and whatever else and, and bullshit and hang out and stay up till midnight or later and that was pretty billy badass of us and then go to bed um, as, as an adult, I'd say New Year's as a young adult, New Year's was about going to get drunk. Um, yeah. Going to parties yeah. and, 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 and trying to meet me. 
lovely, lovely ladies. But um, aside from that, like as an adult, I, I can't really say that I I care about I care more about sleep than I care about New Year's. Let's just say. Yeah. Well, and I know there's going to be time in the future where when our kids are old enough that they want to stay up till you know till midnight, and that's going to be their goal. And and they're you know they're sitting there trying to stay up till midnight, and they're passing out because they can't do it. Um, I, I remember those times when I was that kid. I remember trying year after year, probably, you know, probably from seven to like 11 or something like that. I don't know if that's the right time frame, but where you're trying desperately, you're allowed to stay up till midnight. Your your parents give you permission, but it's like tough. <laughs> it's not something that well, you can struggle. easily do. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember, yeah, going out to, to the bars. I, I've, I didn't do it often, but I did it a couple of times in Kelowna where we'd go out to the bar and we'd, you know, you'd get your ticket beforehand. There was a band playing somewhere or whatever. You can't really bar hop on new year's cause they're all packed, but that was, that was kind of fun. But uh, no, nowadays it's, it's nothing. The only, the only other thing in my house that happened on new year's day was there was either, I think the world junior still had some games. They were probably in the semifinals at that point, or, or maybe that was the final day. And then there was college football. They had a bunch of bowl games. My dad loved that. I, I personally don't give a crap. Sorry, I don't give a shit. You're going to correct me on that. Yeah, um, this is an explicit podcast, Daryl. I guess. Uh, you well, don't need to sorry, I, I'm in my head because Dan last week noticed that he self, um, what's it called? He self bleeped, he bleeped himself essentially. Um, he, he, he censored. He self censored. So he didn't curse once and he curses all the time in normal life. I don't know. Maybe he's going to play it for his parents or something. I don't know. But. So then he's just like, he's like, Daryl, your curse word stood out like a sore thumb. I'm like, I didn't notice because that's just how I talk. And then now I'm all in my brain about it. And then, so I, <laughs> you know, I don't say fuck uh, and shit and cunt and stuff. Can't say those things. Oh, you just said the four letter C word, bro. That's my favorite word in the English like language. Extra explicit. Um, no, I was going to say, I, uh, can I just say, I, I love the fact that Dan, is a big diehard guy because I too was very disappointed that diehard didn't make it farther in our bracket series. Oh, and, and speaking Day. of, I haven't watched it since, but last week I was like, I can't remember Alan Rickman's name, but it's Hans Gruber. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Fuck. I was just brain yeah. dead that day. It's okay. It happens. I've been there. And I mean, really like Dan had better, Dan did build a better synopsis for, for diehard than we did. So, I mean, maybe we should have Dan on, as a as a special guest for our next bracket series you can be like our fucking moderator you know what that is a great idea i think we should do that i feel like it's a good a really good idea so yeah i just I, made it up i just had it that's nailed it we're writing that down i i don't have a pen <laughs> but we'll write that down all right but no that's i guess we didn't really have much else planned what, what we were talking about this week but but I'm excited for New Year's. I have the whole week off between Christmas and New Year's. Um, so do I. So I, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> I'm home until the 4th, I think. 4th or 5th is when I'm allowed to leave my house finally. And it's going to be a fucking great day. You, what, what are you going to do? Go show Go to me. work. <laughs> go to, I'm going to go to work. That's that's the yeah, nice thing. is is I've, well, I've been working first... from home for a month. So I, I haven't really noticed the difference yet because it was christmas when i stopped working but tomorrow's yeah, monday yeah. we're recording this on a sunday night uh tomorrow's yeah. monday so the nice thing is that i don't have to go on my computer tomorrow morning i can still just do whatever i'm off i'm on vacation yeah i uh i get to go to work my first day of quarantine and waking up at 5 a.m quarter to 5 a.m to go to work 
Hey, you know how, you know how, uh, what is it called? Um, Victory the podcast has their Irish crickets. Yeah. Can I do like a, can I do like a Kentucky cricket? Is that true? <laughs> that sounded pretty good. Is that bourbon? Yeah. Kentucky. Bourbon. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's why I asked. So is it, is it, uh, what, what are you drinking right there? Uh, this is a, uh, bullet bourbon frontier whiskey. Oh, so is bourbon only from Kentucky? I'm not a whiskey guy, a bourbon guy. So I don't know the difference. I'm not either. I just like the taste of it, so I, I, I drink it. But as far as I know, uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So basically, like, I would I would imagine, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but I would imagine that, that Kentucky had their own variation of whiskey. Like much like Scotland has their own variation of whiskey, which is considered a Scot, Scotch, sorry. Um, and then there's Irish whiskey. Um, I think, yeah, bourbon is just a Kentucky variation of whiskey. So, oh, I just, I just, I just pulled the old, the old Google. That's um, probably how they like age it and barrel it and whatever else. I know it is. But, That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's a different type of barrel that's used. There you go. But hey, there cool. And that's the same difference. Obviously, I know you you can't make quote unquote scotch anywhere but Scotland, but technically it's the barrel too. So I don't yeah, there's probably I don't know. I am not a bourbon whiskey drinker and knowledgeable human being, so I'm not gonna Nor try. am I. I just I have I have a few favorites. If you guys we should just start doing ad reads, Daryl. We talked about this. We should start doing random ad ad reads for our friends, but um <laughs> in no way, in no way is this a sponsored um, ad. But if you ever looking for a, a, a good bottom shelf bourbon, so so um, cheap, so cheap cheap bourbon to get to get your feet wet, um, Buffalo Trace and Bullet and uh, what's the other one that I? Uh, no, it's not really a bottom shelf. Yeah, I'd say Buffalo Trace and Bullet are probably my two favorite, like bottom of the line cheaper more affordable bourbons they're they're a little fun treat treat see and i don't i don't know just not my flavor i still have a i have a texas mickey at jack daniels and i know that's cheap gross shit um to yeah i wouldn't say it's cheap gross shit i I think jack's got its own its own crowd ah fair enough oh everything has their own crowd there's people that drink bud and there's people that drink bud light what the fuck's wrong with bud bro (laughs) Um, buds for smoking, I'm, I'm, not I'm, for drinking. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like, I identify as, as a partial celiac. So, uh, I, I fancy the, the Budweiser. Is Budweiser not made with grains? It's not a, it's not a grain beer. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. I figured it was just made with water and beer flavoring. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even That's a beer snob. Variety. I have no. I have no. I have no leg to stand on. I'm. I'm not a beer snob in any way, shape, or form. I just like to shit on beers that some people love. I, I like not to a shit- half a at eight for you. <laughs> if it's, yeah, I like to. I like to shit on things that people love. I don't know why. Some people, you know, if, if someone loves something and it's the I, only kind of something. I mean, I feel like this the uh, same way. Beer is when- a good example. If someone only drinks Bud. Then it's fun to make fun of Budweiser for them or for me. If someone only, I don't know, if they only eat Wonder Bread, it's fun to make fun of the fact that Wonder Bread isn't real bread. 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm weird I that you. way. I, I guess I I'm kind you. of an asshole that way. I, I try not to be an asshole on a regular basis, but I guess it comes out sometimes. I kind of, I have that, that like, it's almost like a knee jerk reaction for me when, as an example, like a, a, a really popular TV show or a really popular movie comes out. I almost have this like innate reaction to just not want to watch it just because it's popular. I could know nothing about it and I just don't want to watch it or, or, or see it just because it's popular. But then I actually like, you know, I'll, like the office, you, for example, when you've done office that to was, me on a, on many occasions where I'm like, dude, you need to watch this show. And you're like, nah, fuck that. I'm not oh yeah. hundred like percent. <laughs> I was gonna say though the office like i that's probably my favorite tv show of all time and when that show was airing i refused to watch it because there was people that were watching it that were like bragging about how awesome it was and it was on you know nbc late you know prime time and i just I was like fuck that show never well, even watched it and now i love it so. well and and there was it's because there was well not i shouldn't say on in your case but there are cases of exactly what you just said someone it's it's really popular and someone tells you about it, but there's specific people that are fans of it that you just don't like. So, or that rub you the wrong way. So that way you immediately put up a stance against it. Like we were talking about in the uh, bracket episode, when it came to, to nightmare before Christmas, I have nothing against that movie. I really enjoy <laughs> it. My kid has a Jack jacket, but there was something about the kids growing up that wearing the nightmare before Christmas clothes or whatever, that rubbed me the wrong way, so I took a stand against it. I have no real reason to do that. I was just a dick, I guess. Yeah, that's the best way of putting it. But I can I can totally relate to that. Yeah. You. Well, you know, let's let's make that our. This is our New Year's episode, after all. So let's make let's make that our resolution to not be as big of dicks this year. I don't know if I can make any promises. <laughs> I'll, do my, I'll do my best. Resolutions are made to be failed. The wait, that's horrible English resolutions yeah. i i, I daryl i word <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's about it for this week yeah sounds good man well i just got to say happy new year to everyone who's listening and uh and and can't wait to see where this thing goes in 2021 oh so. man the flashlight all right. I just want to say thanks to Dan for stepping in next uh, last week, and and I hope to maybe hear his beautiful buttery voice next week. Well, we'll see. We'll see you next time we get him on. But all right, everyone. Hey, what's the code word today, Isaac? You you you've you've been out for a, a minute. So what what do you got here? Let's go with bourbon. Bourbon. Bourbon yeah, is bourbon. the word. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right. Take care.